Morning Studs on CITR 101.9 FM. My guest today is, I'm going to say a friend of the Ink Studs. I, 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 I want to say you're my friend, Dash. Can I say that? Dash Shaw, uh, the cartoonist behind Body World, as well as, now I'm probably going to get the name of the book totally wrong because I always just say the naked guy. The Unclothed Man in the 31st Century A.D. Yeah, 35th century. Um, did I say 34th? Yeah, no one uh, can ever say it. I don't know why. And people don't say AD much anymore. In uh, school, we use CE. Uh-huh. Um, but that's just us. Uh, as well as you have the animation um, of the Unclothed Man of the 31st century AD on the Independent Film Channel website. And yeah, IFC, IFC.com. There we go. And you're, are you, is it that you're expanding on further on the other project you're working on, or is it a new thing altogether? Oh, uh, what I'm working on now is different, a different story, and it's a feature-length um, cartoon. Okay. We'll get into that in a yeah, bit. Yeah, no, uh, no, I've, un- Unclosed Man's all done. Um, the story. The story reached its satisfying conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, I mean, it's it's fascinating. Like, uh, I finally got around to reading them or watching it. I've read it, but I finally got around to watching it because I'm really lazy about watching anything online. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. But they're like two minutes long. I know. It's like the thing to watch online. I know. It's exactly. What's my problem? <laughs> I can't. I can't watch like anything over five minutes online. Like go? if I try to watch a Netflix watch instantly thing, I just kind of check my email and then like start fast forwarding through it. Um, I need things in like two, two to three minute chunks on the on the internet. That's the problem, I guess, with uh, watching stuff online is you get to be in control of what you're watching. Right, and now and I can barely make it through most movies now, even just on DVD, I'll like fast forward through a lot of movies. It's not good. Um. <laughs> it's, uh, I guess it's kind of the era of the, uh, the, the immediacy, the need for immediacy. I, oh yeah, or just like my like 10 year old attention span. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I don't know I don't know if it's a wider cultural problem. I just know that I that if there isn't like an explosion in the first three minutes of the movie, I'm gonna have a hard time sitting through it. <laughs> and I need things like really really fast. You know, like I need information like as quickly as possible. Which is funny because Body World and Bottomless Belly Button both feel like you're taking information and spreading it out and kind of slowing yeah, it down. Yeah, but I feel like they read really fast. Yeah. Or maybe that's how I would read them. Um, I think that even though there's like a lot of pages that they read super fast, super easy to read. Well, the art, the art is very minimal, especially in Bottomless Belly Button. So, I mean, it right, and it, it has things like the panels kind of stretch on, and um, and there's a lot of like moment to moment transitions, and um, I think it re- I think it reads quickly. Mm-hmm. It does. It, it does. I mean, it's not like uh, 
How many pages was it? 750? So if I was reading 750 pages of Cerebus, you know. Of Cerebus? <laughs> yeah, Cerebus is only <laughs> I have read the whole thing. I'll, I'll uh, admit to it. I don't know how many people will admit to that nowadays, but I have read all 300 issues. That's a lot of time I'm not getting back. Um, now let's talk a bit about Body Worlds. Last time uh, I had you on, um, you're talking. I was about in the midst of working on it, right? Or exactly. I it? No, I think you're about six or seven chapters in. Okay. And we were discussing some of the um, the ideas behind it. The one especially was the um, sharing thoughts, the, you know, mind reading, for lack of a better term. But I, I don't feel like that is the appropriate term. Like, it's more of a an emotional symbiosis. Huh? I think of it, I think it's telepathy. telepathy. But there we go. Body-mind telepathy. Now, how, since when we talked, you were starting to, you were reading up on it. What kind of interesting stuff have you read up on theories of telepathy? Um, what did I, I don't know what I said, but I think I, uh, I mean, I got little pamphlets about it, but I was always really disappointed with, um, with little like how to telepathy because they would put it, they would put it in with teleportation and things like that. Things I don't understand have, if they have anything to do with telepathy. Um, but I emailed a bunch of people asking if you, if telepathy was real, how would it work? And a lot of people, like, I find a lot of people will just email you back, just random. You could email, like, an author who wrote a book on, who, I got an email back from Howard Bloom, he wrote, who wrote a book on, um, Go on what was the book basically on groupthink on on a global consciousness mm-hmm. um, yeah people will just email you back you know professors <laughs> <laughs> even if it's a dumb question <laughs> how do you read another mind one of the books I suggested you check out was the uh, William S. Burroughs Yahe letters did you get a oh, chance right. to check that out I never out? read that I'm <sighs> sorry Ruined the whole no, conversation. I, no, I was either. told I had to read that. Um, no, I mean, I got a lot of things. <laughs> I've been busy, dude. <laughs> I've been draw- drawing. Like a madman. I know. You You must uh, have a pretty good page output each day. Um. Well, when I was working on that, I think it, now I could I could read it. But when I was working on that, I was staying on a self-imposed schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, you also didn't... But now, now, I mean, I'm working on the animation and another comic. Uh, but I spent, like, when I was touring, I, I read more. Mm-hmm. I read, read books. And I, when I'm on the train, I'll read things. But I have a stack of things I want to read that's, <laughs> um, that just keeps growing. We all have the stacks. I just uh, yeah. had uh, Dan Nadell on uh, a couple of days ago. I was chatting with him, and we, we got into the stacks and what was in his to-be-read stack, and there were things that were there for probably 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know I know, I should read it. 
Don't worry. But I mean, what, like, on the other hand, why do I really need to read it? I, f- I feel like I'm pretty tired of telepathy stuff now. Do you feel like you've kind of explored the idea thoroughly with Body World? I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's thoroughly explored, but I'm, you know, I'm tired. Well, you're interested. Doing other, doing like, other things. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I appreciate the recommendation. I'll take I'll take another recommendation. Oh, I'll, I'll think I'll I'll think about it. I'll I'll come up with something that you can ignore. Um, now, Body World, um, because it was such a big project, you're taking on, um, especially under your own steam. I mean, you got the Pantheon deal part way through, but it wasn't something that was guaranteed when you started it. Correct. Right, I was just working on it, and so I, I have, I had, um, and I mean, I, ne- I mean, if we're talking like financially getting me through, I mean, I didn't get any money for it until after I'd finished it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm curious because about? Because while I was like waiting to hear back from people, I was just keep, I was just drawing it. Yeah. Better and be. right now, I mean, I'm working on this comic, and I don't have. You know, I just don't think it's a good idea to try to sell a book um, before you, you know you have a lot of it done, and and people know what they're gonna get, and you f- and you feel like you're not gonna drop out on it, because if you if you put together a pitch or something and try to do things that way, then what if you just don't you decide you don't want to work on the book anymore? Then you're screwed because people have given you money for it. Um, and then also you're like under the weight of other people's expectations, which can screw with your head. Um, so I think it should be like, it should be on its track. And then if, you know, you're on your own track and if someone wants to come in and help you out, they can, but your track is your track. You don't, don't have to wait for someone to give you permission to start working on something. Well, I guess the important thing is artistic does it vision. Does sense at all? No, it does. It, it's our artistic vision, right? And you have a, a concept you're working through, a book you're working on, um, and really the business side's important as far as releasing the work, but it can also interfere with the work. And kind of that whole concept of expectations of publisher expectations of you know how that all works together that can affect the work itself yeah no shit (laughs) I mean uh, I mean listen I hate I I um, I don't like a lot of things about you know about publishing about the publishing world about anything I mean, I, I w- but I like my ideal is some sort of impossible situation where, um, like, somehow you survive, um, and there's no. I don't. I don't know. What my, I mean, if like if if the devil came up to me and said, you know, you're you can be completely working on whatever you want, and no one will see it. Then I would take I would take that deal, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I mean, this ties into the Pope 
the Pope uh, conversation because he thinks that he has to like get those readers to him. Like he has to do mm-hmm. Batman to get Batman readers. That was really fascinating. But it, it seems really weird. Yeah. Like what if like Better Homes and Gardens contacts him and says, "Would you do a comic for us?" And would he think, oh, I'm going to get all the Better Homes and Gardens readers now? Because there's a lot more people reading Better Homes and Gardens than Batman, honestly. Right. Like, what? But why Why even bother? And I don't think it even... I, I just think it's a waste of time. It's... It, I mean, I had some challenges with his arguments. Um, I mean, I'm not a creator, so I can't say how the creative process is. But to me... Um, especially talking to older creators, um, you only have so many comics in you, right? You only right. have so much time to create. Yeah, like comics like, take time. Like Tezuka did Buddha, right? Because Phoenix was too adult, and so he did like a children's version of Buddha to be serialized, and then he didn't finish Phoenix. <laughs> so all Buddha is is like like Phoenix for kids, where it's serialized in a younger magazine. I mean, and then he did all, he did so many comics, but he didn't finish Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And Phoenix was his his passion. His opus. And I don't really think, like, I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know his decision-making on, I don't know what his life was like, but I think he would have just been better if he just finished Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been happier. It's, it's hard to say. I mean talking to someone like Seth, like, he he has all these ideas for different books he wants to do, but he can only do a handful of them, because they take so much time to do it, so it's paring down and going, right. what? Right, and he has to do all, he does a lot of illustration work. Yeah, to pay the bills, unfortunately. Um, right. I don't know, I mean, I think it would even be better just to get a day job somewhere than do illustration work, because this is just me, too, me personally, but um, illustration work you're drawing and then if you finish something you don't want to start drawing your comic after that mm-hmm. um, and then uh, so I think it damages your personal work time more than having a, a day job because if you go to your day job you come home and you're psyched to work on your comic um, but I mean that's just me I think well, it, no, I, I, I've seen that. Like, I know Brandon, he, you know, he could be producing a lot more comics, but he's very clear. He's like, I don't want to be sick of doing comics. So he'll do the pages he does and the time he does it. Right. And yeah, like, illustration isn't fun, and then it can, yeah. It can ruin it you on. And then we're screwed. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's cases like that that we've seen that, you know, what if Toth did more comics instead of uh, animation. Mm-hmm. All yeah. of his character, character design work. Yeah, I mean, there's... Yeah, I don't know. There's amazing, amazing amount of character design work. Probably about as many, you know, twice as much comic pages, or pages, as there are comic pages he has. And it's just kind of crazy when you think about, you know, one of the most interesting... To me... But I'm, I think a lot of those guys thought of themselves primarily as, um, you know, hired guns. Mm-hmm. 
So even if it, if it wasn't a comic, it was an illustration, and, and a lot of their comics, they were illustrating, a, you know, a commercial property. Yeah. But um, I mean, I also, like, this is a little crazy, but I think that's why so many cartoonists draw consistently, because it stems from being, you know, having, like, a style that is a brand so mm-hmm. that people can hire you to draw, and you have to draw in your way. You know, like Joe Mad. Let's we want X Men to look like the Joe Mad style, so they get him to. Just draw to clarify, so people know, Joe Madeira, not Joe Matt. Oh yeah, Joe <laughs> Matt. No one hired Joe Matt for X Men. But I think that, that idea that cartoonists have to draw um, consistently comes mm-hmm. from being hired to to draw your way and applying your style to different books. Well, the whole concept um, of style, but even but but that's also just me, because I know a lot of people drawing consistently is natural for mm-hmm. them. Do you draw? Consistently? But I have to think that I have to think that Paul Pope is thinking of himself as a brand, mm-hmm. and he's applying. Uh, well, that's that's Paul a... Pope style onto clothing and things like that. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean that's a, the, you can have him on the show and ask him about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, that's that's a, that's a larger conversation of what makes and what, yeah. And I'm not going to jump too far into that. Yourself, you're talking about drawing constantly. Do you draw constantly? Do you keep yourself active? Sketchbooks. Um. Yeah, I think I draw. I think I draw a lot. Do you draw every day? Well, I didn't, you know, I didn't when I was on tour, touring Body World. Um, And now I'm not, I'm not for all of June because I'm going to be at the Sundance Director's Lab. Mm -hmm. So so there's been time recently when I haven't been drawing, but um, for the most part. I mean, my day is like I work on my comic or I work on the animation. And the comic is a completely solitary activity, and the animation is a collaborative, different thing. And so I choose which one I want to work on based on whether or not I feel like talking to other people. (laughs) No, I mean that's no, it's true. No, that's that. That's I. I tried years of talking to folks on on the show. I mean, the one thing you can all agree is comics is a solitary pursuit. You know, it's yeah. a monastic. I mean, I like it. I the the more I, you know, I, I like I like that. That's one of its greatest strengths. <laughs> Don't well, have to talk to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> How is the transition for you working on the animation? Um, what was the initial kind of impetus for it? Um, well, I done. I mean. Do you mean the impetus for the story, or for the for the for the first animation you did, the two minute shorts, the Unclosed Man? Yeah. Um. Well, it even it starts a long time ago, because I was I was always interested in animation and um, collected art books, and a lot of my comics were using things from animation, like acetate sheets and background paintings and and breaking down movement into small increments. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I always thought, for some reason, I always thought that animation wasn't technically possible because I didn't know anything about cameras. And I was completely not interested in flash or computer animation. I was really like basically my only interest is in traditional animation. Um, but then when I started figuring out how to replicate traditional animation um, on the computer, just like the first one I did was for Bottomless, and I, I just looked oh, online right. yeah. and I saw that it's 12 frames per, se per second. So I did a minute's worth, which is 720 pages just on in half by 11 computer paper, and scanned it. And as I scanned it, I would number it like 001, to 720, and then Jane um, lined it up into um, Adobe After Effects. Like, she just dropped it in and hit play. And then it would play 1 to 720. Um, and then Body World, I would, I would just have the foreground drawing separately than the background mm -hmm. images, you know? and do each frame in Photoshop. So I would have my foreground drawing and drop it over the background painting and save it as frame 030. And then, does this make any sense yeah, at all? Yeah. Anyway, the point is that the, the traditional animation stand where you have like drawings on one layer and backgrounds on another, um, I figured out how to do that on the computer. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I figured that out, I thought, well, this is great. You know, it doesn't... Because, like, Ralph Bakshi and all of those people, um, I that required money to, to create that... to get that animation stand and to, and to paint the backs of all of those acetate sheets. Mm -hmm. um, but... People can make animation now, traditional animation, uh, super cheaply. I mean, just on their computers, and um, all it requires is doing the drawings, you know, which is the time. Because uh, I think, I, I mean, I think that this has been possible for a long time now, but when people wanted to make animation on the computer, they just resorted to Flash or something. Yeah. Or maybe... Well, Flash is what they, the animator, animation companies use now, too, isn't it? I don't know. I think it is. I know what it... I mean, I know what it looks like. I know what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm all, like, my world of the animations that I like and I want to do is basically like 70s and 80s um, Japanese cartoons, mm -hmm. the cartoons that I grew up really liking. Yeah, um, and I think when I talk to a lot of American, I don't even talk to a lot of them, but, but it seems like a lot of people are into the squash and stretch kind of style, like Ren and Stimpy mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, that, that stuff's cool, but that's just not... It's, I, yeah, know. I mean... It's interesting, like, uh, a couple weeks ago, me and some friends, uh, Marv Dooland, a uh, local animator, did the Bambi Meets Godzilla. He was uh, having a studio sale, and we went in there after a couple of days after just to meet up with him, go over some stuff. And 
there was all these guys that were going through the art, and one guy I met there was the what basically what his job back in the day at the animation studio at International Rocket Ship. He was the guy that took pictures. All he did was just take pictures of the animation. Oh, right. You mean he clicked the button on the animation stand? Yeah. Right, so now he would be scanning. Yeah, well, I mean, now he's got a whole different... He's got another thing <laughs> to do, right. Well, that's good. He, yeah, he, I don't think he works in animation anymore. <laughs> yeah, but but now, I mean, it could be that there's a world of people, like the people who grew up watching OAVs, original animation videos, could be making their own right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be like getting together a band and you have one person, you know, painting backgrounds, one person doing the figures and just throwing together a 45-minute OIV. And that world could exist. I mean, it could be like the comics, like going to MoCA or SPX or something. There could be people, there could be some kind of animation festival where people are selling these kind of funky or just posting them online. I mean... Mm -hmm. The whole YouTube world. Right. I mean, I know there's a lot of things out there now, but just not not a lot that I've seen that I liked. Well, I kind of agree with you. Like, there is that, you know, I'm going to say unfortunate, and, I, and no disrespect to John Kay, but, I mean, animation doesn't have to be juvenile, I guess. You know? Well, I mean, Brennan Stimpy's smart, you but, know, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that, it, that it's juvenile. It's just... Uh, but the the... It's just the, the follow-ups, a the different a different look, yeah, a different wave. I mean, I'd rather watch yeah, nineteen eighty-five Robotech than um than a Ren and Stimpy episode. But that's just me, so it's just a completely like personal uh, taste. Yeah, thing. Well, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah, like those cartoons, like. I like it when, like in the professional GoGo 13 first movie, you could tell that each frame was a drawing, and it just feels it feels like independent comics to me. Yeah, it, you could, it feels like it was made by a small team of people, you know, like in their mom's basement or something. Well, and, and I kind of get that feeling from your The Unclothed Man uh, shorts because it's not. You know, it's not super like. Uh, no, no, don't take this wrong. It's not super slick. No, no. Um, which, which I enjoy. Like it feels more. Um, I, I don't even have the right word right now, but it feels more homegrown, but not in a amateur way. But it feels. Um, well, it probably. I mean, it's personal. okay if it looks amateurish because I wasn't like trained. I wasn't trained as an animator. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't feel. It, it doesn't feel well, like, like like here. I'm you know I'm sitting in my room imagining how someone sits down, yeah. and then just drawing it. You know, breaking down those moments and drawing each stage of that happening. So you don't really get it right. You know, things kind of go in and out of, um, um, like the scale changes, and just you know it looks. It doesn't look uh, slick, but I like the way it looks.
Now, the interesting thing about the work itself is, and, and all your other comic works, they all seem to link together. I almost feel like you're working in this one kind of Dash Shaw universe you're creating. Okay. That's <laughs> not, I mean, that's not intentional, really. Well, and it... it, it I think, I think uh, you know, like in the comics, there's a lot of different things bumping up against each other mm -hmm. a lot of kind of different drawings or, or or characters or any you know anything and so then the larger view would be all of the different books and projects having that same a certain energy. view of the future the juxtapositions of them what do you see as the juxtaposition yeah. I don't I mean it's um You know, it's it's this again goes to what we were talking talking about with Pope 
if you're trying to create like a whole view of if I if if comics is you know what I'm devoting my life to, I'm, I I want to create what I think is a whole view of all of the different kinds of things that I'm interested in, and not just have it be one. Um, you know, two two drawings next to each other in body world that are different but create some kind of third space can be like the whole body world book next to the bottomless book, creating a third space that is more uh, more interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, what I'm you know the comic I'm working on now. I don't think I don't think it's similar to. Body world or bottomless. Well, and I, and I don't it's mean its own thing. I don't mean that all the works are the same. That that's definitely not what I'm saying. What I mean is they all feel like they have a linkage beyond yeah, I mean, well, beyond I, your I pencil. Pardon? Yeah, I I did them all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean beyond that. <laughs> no, no. I mean I can't. You can't help it. Yeah. Now, uh, one thing you've been doing lately is you've been. Um, collaborating with other uh, cartoonists on work. Um, I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. You did the piece in the Believer, I think. With Jesse, we're Jesse and I are convinced that we uh, that somehow we affected the the outcome of the Lost series. <laughs> what was the strip? Check about? it out. Look at look look at it. Look at the comic. <laughs> Isn't no, it? I, I mean we're. I'm kidding, but. Um, it's about Jesse's father and his father's father and how it all it relates to Lost and the characters in Lost. So like Jesse's dad meets Locke on the island and, and talks to him and it's a really good it's a good story. Jesse Jesse wrote the story. And then you drew it. Mm-hmm. What's it like for you? I mean we kind of were, we went back and forth. I gave him Note, notes that he agreed to, but then later told me that he didn't like after I drew it. Oh, that's yeah. not nice. What's it like for you um, kind of taking, I guess, a step back and illustrating someone else's work? Because um, the, in the MOM, I think 17, you've got the story you did with Tom K. Mm hmm. Um. What's it like? Is it something you're enjoying? What? Well, is it helping you re-examine your own work? I don't... I don't, or, I don't know. Or is it just happening? Um, I thought we'd give it a shot. Okay. Uh, I don't have any... I don't... I mean, I think that... I learned a lot from doing that story with Tom, but I'm not happy with how it turned out. Um, And I should have done a lot of things differently, so I learned a lot from that one. Um, The one with Jesse, I was really happy with how it turned out. Um, But I think with the one with Jesse and the Believer, I was really just drawing his story mm-hmm. um, and it was nice just to focus on 
the drawings. So the the story with uh, Tom, with Tom was more collaborative. No, I I just had a hard time wrapping my head around uh, around how to do it, what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, it it, it it's it is. But isn't... I mean, Tom and Tom and Jesse are are both awesome and geniuses. So that it, like personally, with both of them, it was great. I just dropped the ball on Tom's story. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> well, it's an interesting story because I mean, it really is. I I can see. How you could have challenges with it because it is very kind I of. I just didn't know what to do with it. It's very representational, I guess. I don't think I just didn't know what to do with it, and I messed it up. It, are you? Gonna... Um, but with Jesse's story, I felt like as soon as I got it, I I kind of knew how I was going to draw it and approach it, and I just did it, and it worked out. Are you gonna? You, know, you you learn. You know you learn, you screw some some things up and other ones turn out better and that's just how it goes. Well, I guess comics are a continuous learning process, right? Yeah, totally. Are you gonna be doing any more collaborating with folks? Um, well, this animation's a big collaboration. Mm-hmm. You've got a team of like four or five folks, I think. Uh, it's. Me, Jane, Frank, um, and then hopefully Ray and Lily. How about some last so names? That's, that's like four, pe- four okay. people. Uh, Frank being Frank Santoro. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, the demo just went on, the teaser we made just went online, and uh, you can see, uh, if you know Frank's comics, you can I think you can see him in it. Um, so it's nice. exciting. Nice. It's nice to see. Uh, I'm curious to see what his work would look like, kind of in another context. Because I mean, he's he definitely has a control over what he's creating, and so to uh-huh. see him kind of in that type of collaborative process, like being a part of a bigger thing, I'm, I'm really curious about. I think you can, if his work, you can see, you can kind of tell what he. And he was super awesome. There's one part in the teaser where it's uh, waves crashing, you know, and it's painted animation. Mm -hmm. And Frank just came over here and uh, and worked over the same painting as I like moved it and took pictures of it and uh, spent the day doing that. And it turned out really, really well. That sounds really interesting, because I don't see him doing stuff on the computer, but to, to hear kind of taking... No, it's not It's not on the computer. Excellent. Um, so, you know, do you get it? Like, he just paints... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, I pictured exactly. Just you have a painting, and then he's continuously working on it and changing it, and you're documenting that and kind of capturing and how mm-hmm. that creates the waves, right? Right. I mean, the only, co- it, the only computer is compiling everything. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a teaser of the larger project you're going to be doing at the lab at Sundance, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me what that consists of for folks that have no idea. Right. Um, I had no idea either. Uh, Sundance is an, it's a foundation. So it's not just a festival 
festival. It's also, uh, they like support projects. Um, and that means, like, I went to the screenwriter's lab and they just organized a reading and they just are throw awesome free things at a movie to help move it forward. Um, they just nurture it and, uh, Uh, like like this lab you know is the whole month and I go there to the resort and I work with um, actors and they have a they I use the Sundance casting director and they have a DP and we're shooting scenes from the animation in live action uh so that I can know what that's like and what it's like to talk and work with actors and what it's like to edit. They just, um, it's just a big, like, experimental learning center. And you're, are you going to have, understand? yeah, do, are you going to have, uh, like, the finished product at the end, or is it kind of the building, the foundation for creating the finished product? Oh, no, there's no finished product that comes out of this director's lab. Okay. It's just a, it's just a learning experience. So, my, you know, my movie obviously is, an, is animated, um, but we're doing things in live action just to learn. It's fascinating. Like, you must be pretty excited. Yeah, and they have a bunch of advisors, different, you know, screenwriters and directors um, who teach you. Did you expect to be going in this direction with your work, or was it you kind of did the animations and just thought that would be it, the initial unclothed man? Well, I thought it would be it would be nice to do a a long cartoon, mm-hmm. but all of those animations I'd done didn't have voice actors, you know. Yeah. Um. And and. Um, that, it's scary to talk to an actor, <laughs> you know, especially because I don't have like a director's personality. I don't think I, I'm not. I can't like. You know, um, like David Lynch walking up and commanding the room. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't like take charge of the room. You know, I can. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. You'll have to. I mean, this is a this is a weird new thing I mean it's it's not like a big it's not a big project or it's it's a big project but it's not like a mainstream mo- movie you mm. know it's not like Fantastic Mr. Fox or something <laughs> it's, the pro- it's, it's the producers of Short Bus you know so like Short Bus <laughs> isn't a, that isn't like a that isn't a mainstream movie no, and in fact, most people watch short bus just for the first five minutes. Right. So, and it's a and it's a small uh, it's a small team of you know we're we're yeah. tr- trying to do this thing. It's the producer of Hedwig, right? That's yeah, the producers you? are John and Howie. Yeah. Howie was the producer on Short Bus, and John Cameron Mitchell is was the director of Hedwig, director and star of Hedwig. And mm-hmm directed short bus so when Sundance organized a script reading and uh, that means a bunch of actors 
came and read the script for an audience, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and John was there, and so John. John's an actor, and he and he. Um, he could like actually talk to the actors while I was just cringing at hearing my script being read out loud. Was it the cringing of the reality of it, or just not necessarily comfortable? Just because it's it's embarrassing to hear. You know, if someone like picked up your comic and started reading it, <laughs> you can't help but like twitch and and like freak out. Yeah, it's just a normal reaction to hearing it. Unless you're megalomaniac. Well, I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't like an ego boost at all. It was like a crushing, horrible thing. <laughs> That's how it is for me. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe for other people, it's great. <laughs> well, is it? Uh, how is this affecting um, your final product? And does this affect comics too? As far as how you're approaching dialogue. Wait, do you mean the Sundance stuff or just the... The hearing it. Uh, Well, it's really, I mean, for the animation, it was really great. It was why Sundance organized it, because Mm -hmm. I would get to hear what it's like to to hear the voices for the first time. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's really important. So it made me want to change things and and, uh, have a better idea... And also have an idea of, like, what kind of actors we want for it. Um, and then the other question was how this affects comics? How, yeah, how, the, how is this affecting your comics? Other than taking time away from them. It, are you um, reapproaching co- any comics at all? Well, I mean, I'm working on a comic at the same time and uh, I think it's I don't I don't know the comic I'm doing um, I feel like the ana- the animation is more of a prog- progression from Body World because uh, it ha- Body World had a lot of animation things about it mm-hmm. and so the animation is a lot of background paintings and breaking down of movements and and figuring out how people move and so it's like drawing you know a hundred drawings of someone moving a little bit it scratches that itch my my enjoyment of doing drawings like that Mm -hmm. so when I'm working on a comic the comics are getting denser (laughs) more more like illustrative looking less the, mo- the movements aren't broken down, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm spending more time on one page, and and uh, it just looks different. Yeah. Well, certainly, I mean, it's, it, it's neat to see how different parts of your brain are kind of being accessed creatively, creatively um, speaking, I guess. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's really like what I said. If you if you spend an hour sitting at your drawing board doing like a hundred drawings of someone walking, then when you work on your comic page, you want to like just focus on one page and make this drawing really interesting and complicated and just the opposite of what you were doing before. Mm-hmm. 
you don't want to do five pages of walking now. It can be compressed down, I guess. But I mean, that also is creating a different story tech storytelling that you're putting out within your comics is will you be doing these same massive tomes or will it be shorter works with a more compressed idea to it or are you going to try and put in more ideas what <laughs> um is it um what's the question again <laughs> um Wait. sorry I went on too long there I I gotta be better at making my questions are shorter. the comics I mean the the book looks like kind of like the Spider-Man comic that I did okay so I don't know so really it's it, you're, you're taking more of a time to play with the page too like that's the interesting thing I found about your the Spider-Man stuff for the upcoming Strange Tales for Marvel Comics um is that you are playing with the right, page Right, because I'm looking at it more as one page. You mm-hmm. know, bo- Body World is one long yeah. scroll. It's yeah. one stream. It's a grid of actions. Um, and uh, and what I'm working on now, it's, I guess it's more like page by page. But it's still one long thing. Yeah. Know. You know, all these things uh, are hard to talk about in words. Yeah. I mean, and that's just it. I haven't seen the work yet. The work's not complete, so we can only be so Yeah, after it, co- after it comes out, you can tell me if it looks like Body Walter or not. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess, what do we have to see in the future coming out from you? I mean, other than this one book, um, which, you know, who knows when that's exactly coming out. Um, do you have more mom stuff coming, or...? Um, recent, honestly, I feel like the best thing for me to do is uh, just hide out for a little bit and work on these two things. Well, I think... Because uh, I don't, don't want to serialize this comic. Because I had a bunch of... I'd worked on comics for a long time, and then they like all came out in a short period of time. Yeah. Bottomless and Body World and all these things were done... Um, you know, before, uh, but coming out all together, it's just, uh, I think, I think the best thing for me to do is just like sit at home and work and, and not have another book out. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. It does. Yeah. So like, give me a, I'll, I'll like be alone for a year and a half. And just hide out. Well, I mean, you, that's another thing is you just did a pretty, I'm going to say it's a pretty extensive touring for, for Body World. And um, that's got to take away from being able to work on your own work. Because, I mean, you're constantly going from one place to another to another. Mm-hmm. And you can't get a creative process in that time, I don't think. Right. So it's it's good to step back. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like if you d- if you don't have a comic out, you want you want to have one out. Mm-hmm. But when you have one out, you don't want to have a comic out. Yeah, but the grass is always greener. <laughs> well, I'm um, sure you have plenty of good comics in you that'll be coming out over time. I I have no doubt. And we should mention you're going to have the the new Strange Tales thing whenever that comes out. Right. Um. 
Do you know when it's coming out? Or is it no, I don't know anything. All right. It looks good, though. It's, uh, Thanks, man. Yeah, it, I'm actually uh, more excited about this one coming up than the previous one. Because I saw Farrell's uh, Spider-Man thing. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? I think I think I saw a panel from it. It looked good. It's, it's like him freaking out in the room. Something like that, yeah. It's Farrell doing Spider-Man, and Farrell's at the top of his game right now. So I think it's... It'll be interesting, actually, to, to see the... Uh, both of you doing the same character, but uh-huh. completely different, completely different comics. So I like that. Comics are going in all sorts of wonderful directions. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Well, thank you, Dash. This has Thanks been a swell conversation. Me.